93.3 KIOA, Luke and Jeremy, good morning. Good morning. Jeremy, I have finally found a way to bond with my son. Okay. It only took... He's nine. I know, only took nine years. Mm-hmm. Apparently, all I needed to do was share a very close interest with him. That's usually how that works. So, I talked about how I'd, you know... Played all these games at Dave and Buster's to get the Xbox. Yes. And so now that I have it, I've been playing it because, you know, I want to use it, obviously. And I found this, like, Harry Potter type, like, Hogwarts game that I've been playing. And it's fun. It's mindless for me. It's just something interesting to kind of take, like, free my mind of, like, all the things I normally think about. Right. Ben saw this game because, of course, he just recently read all the Harry Potter books. So he got it for his little Nintendo Switch. Mm. Well... Now, this has become like a bonding thing for us. Although Ben spends significantly more time than I do playing video games, so he's already beaten this game. So he comes and helps me. He'll sit at the he'll sit on the stairs near the TV and I'll just blurt out questions and he'll give me the answers. And so now it's to the point where he'll come downstairs like I'll be in my office working on something for radio stuff. So, uh what are you doing? You uh, you gonna you gonna play Hogwarts anytime soon? <laughs> I'm like, well, buddy, I'm I'm working right now. I got I got some stuff I got to do first. That's gonna take me a while, but maybe afterwards. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> he just, like starts looking around the office, <laughs> realizes he hasn't been there in a while. Starts asking questions about everything. Yeah, I'm just like, is this is this you trying to bond with me? Are you are you actually wanting to spend? Time with your dad? I'm a little touched. All it took was a Hogwarts video game. Here's the deal. <laughs> oh, here comes Jeremy's parenting advice. I know. I have so many children. Zero. <laughs> How long until this becomes more of a competition for you and it starts to make you angry? It's cute right now uh-huh. because you're like, oh, he wants to hang out with me. But the second he's like, hey, 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 go that way. Turn, go. You need to go to the left. No, you need you need to get get whatever that what magic wand is or whatever. I don't know. I'm just making stuff yeah, up at this yeah. point. How long until that starts to just really get under your skin and you snap? It's already started. It, yeah. <laughs> I've seen you play games with your son. You are very competitive. Here's the thing. It's not about being competitive for me for this. It's that, and man, I, you know, I, sometimes I say things and all it does is really just admits that Jeremy's right about something because (laughs) Ben will be sitting there and he'll start mansplaining how to do something in the game. And I'm like, Ben, I know how to do this. Like father, like son. Yeah. It's Luke and Jeremy. Welcome. Welcome to my world. It's Luke and Jeremy. It's 93.3 KIOA. Can we also get you to say I was right again? Oh, no, I don't remember saying that at all. Uh, I'm going to pull that tape. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Starting a new job is already awkward and uncomfortable enough, but (laughs) if you don't have the right name, it could be even worse. I feel really bad for this woman. Her name is Samantha. Okay. 
And she has an interesting problem every time she goes and starts a new job. I am filled with dread over one aspect of moving to a different job that I always face when I do this, which is having to have the tough conversation about how my name fits into a company email structure. My name is Samantha Hart, and most companies use the email designation of first initial last name, meaning that my email would be Shart. And at every single workplace, I have received an email from HR the week before I start letting me know that my name does not exactly fit the company email structure as they would intend. Uh, yeah. That'd be a little awkward if your email was shart at whatevernewcompany.com. Yeah. yeah you obviously don't that. really have that problem because your name doesn't spell anything. No. My name's not exciting. I remember when we were talking about names for Ben... We went through several different factors. We went through, we didn't want names that rhymed. Like we didn't want his, you know, first name and last name to rhyme. Right. We didn't want his, his initials to spell anything embarrassing because <laughs> that has to be taken into account. And we wanted to be sure that. If somebody, it was all about bullying, basically. Well, yeah. Because we were t- we were talking, like, saying his first name out loud, and we're like, let's think of all the different ways that you could say this and make it sound mean. So, what's his middle name? Philip. Oh, well, that didn't work. No. I thought maybe we got Ben Adam Matthews, so everyone called him Bam. Exactly. Trying to avoid that kind of and stuff. And obviously you weren't going to call him Matthew Matthews. No. That didn't, that wouldn't work. I don't think that one's that exciting. I, exactly. That's the point. You don't want it to, to do anything. But the one thing we didn't think of, and it's not going to be a big deal, but we didn't think about what would his future email address maybe look like if he went with a first initial last name. Is that something we're going to have to think about now? It might be, especially if you've got a certain kind of a last name or, or your initials spell something. If we start naming kids based off of like social media handles, if we're going to have to start thinking about that. Are we going to start including numbers and hyphens and exclamation points in kids' names soon? You could be like Elon Musk and start naming your kids passwords. Random sounds. <laughs> Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. You might be like me and have a lot of these around your house. Over the, over the weekend, last weekend, my wife and I are just working on organizing our storage in the basement. It's gotten a little out of hand. We do this about, I don't know, once a year or so because, Mm -hmm. you know, shelves just get crazy and stuff's all over the floor. And so we've got several different rooms that we're trying to organize. And in doing so, you know, you you pull a lot of stuff out. And in that process, we've realized that we're, and I'm going to mostly put the blame on myself here, not we. I'm a bit of a pack rat when it comes to packaging, yeah. For some reason, I feel like I need to keep the boxes to stuff. And also, on top of that, instructions. In fact, we've got a whole file folder up in our, like, with like our tax documents, work paperwork, all that stuff you keep in a file folder. We've got a separate folder just for instructions. That's, that's a thing adults do, Jeremy. You keep it in a file folder? Yes. Adults have a file cabinet with documents in them Weird. yeah it's not just in a shoebox in the closet sorry i don't have a space for a file cabinet they really don't take apartment. up that much time or they don't take <laughs> that much space well 
Anyway, so we keep all these instructions to everything that plugs in in our house. Mm -hmm. But the boxes part is the one that I can't figure out why I am so attached to boxes. And I think it's because, especially when it comes to electronics, things are packaged so well and so nicely that I feel like the package is part of the product. And I would feel bad throwing away this nice packaging that this came in. Case in point, this always happens to me with when I get a new phone. Because the iPhone boxes are they're so nice. They're they're like tough little boxes. They're I mean, they come together really well. Everything is just so well thought out that I'll open the box, I'll take everything out, and then I put the box back together nicely and I just put it in a closet. <laughs> I don't know why. If I needed to return the phone, they would certainly take it back without the box. Yeah. Because they're just going to put it in a new box. Yeah. This happened also with, because we got the, the, the Google Fiber at our house. Yeah. And the tech who came out and installed it had the boxes that the little Wi-Fi things came in. And he left them with us. And I said, well, I can't throw those away. He clearly left them with us for a reason. Yeah, because he didn't want to throw them away. <laughs> if, if they were trash... He would have thrown them away, but he oh. didn't. He left them with us. So I, now these are our responsibility. So now they're in a closet. I think the Google Fiber one is different because when I had Google Fiber before, when we ended our service, we did put it back in the box and that just made it easier to return because there's wires and cables and, and mm-hmm. modems and all the things. So that one, that one makes sense. The iPhone one... I'm not going to lie, I probably have a couple of those boxes lying around somewhere. Yeah. But because it has, like, the extra charger that I didn't need at that moment because I had, like, seven of them. Like, I could probably go through, pull out all the little pieces that I just left in the boxes and throw them away. The instructions thing, yes, I do have them in a shoebox in my closet because I do keep instructions. There are certain boxes that I have kept, but because I've moved a lot. Okay. So like our TV, we still have the box that our TV fits in because when we have to move again, which we will at some point, we'll be able to put it back in that box and know it will be safe. There's a reason why you don't have room for a file cabinet because you're keeping the box to your TV. We have to have a separate storage unit. Oh my gosh. To keep furniture that didn't fit in the apartment or whatever from the, the last move. Keep the box here. When you when you load that up into a moving truck, you just put a blanket around it, or you put it in the back seat of a car where it's not going to get hurt. No, you don't. Those things are expensive. <laughs> are you kidding? What's wrong with you, you monster? It's Luke and Jerry. It's ninety three three KIOA. I'm not the monster. You're keeping giant cardboard boxes. You have a closet full of iPhone boxes. <laughs> Lights, camera. Vocal cords. It's time for Sound Effects Theater with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. This is where we put away all the expensive radio equipment and just go back to the old timey using our voices. Yeah. We've got real stories of real criminals and really bad sound effects. I can only use my voice? Yes. I can't bang on the table or anything? Nope. Nope. Dang. Okay. All right, we'll do my story first here. Because this is where I'm going <laughs> to need is where a you sh- sound effect. This is where you shine. I know. All right, I'm putting my hands in my pockets. The problem with peeing in a cup for a drug screening is that you know that if your sample... Ew. Is... <laughs> You're going with ew? 
Yeah, oh, yuck. Okay. <laughs> Anything that comes out of your body as a sample is yucky. Uh, that you know, if your sample Ew. is going to come back positive, and there's not really much you can do about it, unless dun dun dun. Forty-two-year-old woman in Florida. Uh, it's hot. Named Jessica Beatty was caught trying to defraud a court-ordered drug screening by using pee that she somehow collected from her aunt's dog. Woof, woof, woof. It sounds like she was caught <laughs> with the pee before submitting it to authorities. Why are you making me make this sound? Woo, woo, woo. Uh, she then admitted that it was her aunt's dog's woof, woof. waist. Ew. <laughs> she, also gave, Ew. <laughs> she also gave a valid pee sample, which was probably not clean. There's drugs in there. <laughs> Jessica was charged with urine testing fraudulent practices. That's a thing? It is. Wow. Uh, and to be clear, her scheme ah. wouldn't have worked even if the probation officer. Woo-woo. That's not really the sound <laughs> they would make. I don't know what sound Do they have make. a siren on their cars? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, didn't see the dog woof, woof. pee. Uh, drug tests can easily be differentiated between human pee and non-human. I would hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, I feel like we would have found this workaround years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I had friends that did other workarounds that we're not going to talk about <laughs> at the moment. I don't know if I'm more disturbed by the fact that your friends did workarounds or the fact that you have friends that had to do drug testing like that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of friends have to do a lot of drug testing. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. You didn't know me in my 20s. All right, here we go. You may have heard of people tagging squirrels for research and conservation purposes. This is not that. A 62-year-old man in New York named New York. Mark Gunn was arrested for trapping and spray painting squirrels. A bright... Apple red color. <laughs> it's unclear why he was spray painting squirrels. That sound just gives me the heebie-jeebies, by the way. <laughs> or how he was caught spray painting squirrels. <laughs> Maybe he was caught red-handed. Ha-ha! Uh, see what we did there? Two traps with red spray paint on them were found uh-huh. at the man's home. And he admitted to releasing Be free. the squirrels <laughs> at another location after painting them. Then he's using a brush. <laughs> so for those of you at home, he's doing hand gestures with this. We're on the radio. <laughs> People can't see that. An official said that he was using a toxic... <clears throat> Again, hand gestures. There was an X Blah. there, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to do, uh, do Mr. the Mr. Yucky sticker. There you Blah. go. <laughs> that makes more sense. Uh, toxic paint and was intentionally harming the squirrels because he didn't want them scurrying onto his property. <laughs> the man was charged with three counts of poisoning Blah. or attempting to poison animals <laughs> and other violations of state environmental conservation laws. Why red? <laughs> I don't know. They're easier to see, I guess. And why spray paint? It's I, I just, easier than latex br- paint? Brush? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just, I imagine. You ever, tried to, you ever tried to paint a squirrel with a brush? They don't stand still. Well, if you're spray painting them, though, it's not like it's much better. Do you just spray paint it and hope they run through it like a sprinkler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they might think it's fun. I don't know if they 
would. <laughs> and what? I, there are so many questions for this, but <laughs> so I'll many. just leave it alone. That is our sound effects theater this week. <laughs> How do you paint again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's when you have too much paint on the brush. He's still doing the hand gestures, and it's it, weird. It really ties the effect all together. For me, no one else can see it. <laughs> That's Sound Effects Theater this week. It's uh. Luke and Jeremy on KIOA. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. With the days being so cold recently, and I'm, I'm even counting yesterday when it got up to balmy 23, <laughs> there is nothing that feels better than being cozied up at home with some kind of comfort food. Yes. It, it just it hits differently in the winter. I mean, you can have comfort foods in the summer and, and warm weather months, but wintertime, it's just something different. Mm-hmm. And I have been craving comfort foods, and I think it is definitely the weather that's doing it to me. And I also think that it doesn't help that a couple nights ago we had mashed potatoes, which is like my all-time favorite comfort food. Just give me a big bowl of mashed potatoes, sit me on the couch under a blanket, and a big spoon. Now, are we talking like comfort food just because it makes you feel better, or are we talking like it's cold outside, I want some sort of warm thing? Because to me, those are two different things. For me, it's both. Okay. I think it's both the warmness of the food, and it's just it's the environment itself. Because there are certain things that I only crave when it is this cold outside. Like what? Chili. Chili's a good one. That's a Chili good comfort food. and soup. I want like thick, creamy soups. Susan does that where she'll she'll have something planned for dinner and then it'll be, you know, a cold day and she'll be like, you know what? I'm, I'm bailing on dinner tonight. It's a soup night. Yeah. Chicken strips just don't hit as hard no. <laughs> as, say, potato soup when it's negative three outside. Give me just a, a an ordinary, really good tomato soup with a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy, that's yeah. that, that's my happy place right there. Our, I mean, ours is is chili. It's yeah. just deer chili. It's the deer chili that my dad sends home mm-hmm. for Christmas. Sure, you know, I came home with twenty five pounds of deer chili after Christmas, <laughs> and we've had it probably two or three times already. Wow! Just because one, it's easy, and two, it's just that. Thing. Lots of cheese and crackers. Maybe even we do spaghetti red. Like that is that is the thing. Do you have any foods that are maybe not everybody would consider a, a comfort food? Um, or are I don't you know. just mostly just like a soup, mm, warm, warm dish kind of a gal? I don't know. Yeah, when it's cold like this, that's what I want. I want warm dish casserole. Because I've pot pie. Like that sort of thing. I've been told because I another one of my comfort foods is fried chicken, but I, I've heard people say, "Ah, eh, that's not really a comfort food." No, but for me, it is. Yeah, like when we were we were stuck at the hotel last week. Uh-huh. All I was craving was fried chicken, and I was so excited that we went to Bubba because I knew that they had fried chicken, and I was all about like I didn't even look at the rest of the menu. I was like fried chicken, and see, like fried chicken to me is like summer picnic food. It's I get not, that. It's not winter cold food. I get that. But so. it's still warm. It still, you know, makes me happy. Yeah. I can sit there and eat it until I'm absolutely sick. It's good that it makes you happy. That's <laughs> that's not where I'm going. 515-244-4933. We want to hear about your cold weather comfort food. Mm-hmm. Maybe you give us some ideas for dinner this week. Yeah. Who am I kidding? I already know that my wife's got everything planned out. 
<laughs> right, and we're just going to have to. And that's one thing I don't touch. I don't touch the dinner menu. Mm-mm. No, no. That's already been planned. Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. We got to talking about comfort foods, especially because we've had this cold weather for days and days. Yeah. And it's really no big let up in sight anytime soon. No, it's going to get colder. And so I had been craving all the comfort foods. First and foremost, mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. Just give me a bowl, set me on the couch. I'm set. I'm good for days. That says a lot about you. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) And I have to say, I have no preference. You can do the, the freshly done mashed potatoes or you can do it out of the bag. I don't care. Wow. I actually, some of those bag, like instant mashed potatoes are good. That have the different flavors and stuff, or you just want plain mashed potatoes? I do the like the buttery mm, flavor. I don't okay. do the you know the all the other kinds that they have. I just no, like, like the garlic butter. herb. Yeah, I don't need that. I'll eat it. It's it fine. Delicious. But just the buttery mashed. Oh yes, please. I'll give me a couple of lactates and lactates. Uh, some fresh batteries in the remote and a big bowl of mashed potatoes and put me on the couch. Oh <laughs> wow, my trainer would love you. <laughs> but what are your cold weather? Comfort foods. We want to know. 515-244-4933. Let's go down to Creston and talk to Angel. One of I'm in the car with my family, and one of our favorite winter foods is frosted chicken. Frosted chicken? Frosted chicken is where you take um, cream of mushroom soup, and you bake some chicken, uh, and you put cream of mushroom soup on top of it, and you bake that. I really mean, good. Yep. Done. I've I never, I've never that. heard of it done this way. Is this like an old family recipe? Yep. I'm in. I want some. Can I come to dinner next time? <laughs> um, absolutely. Y'all can come to dinner next time whenever we make it. All right. I'll give y'all a call. Let us know. Will do. Oh my gosh, Jeremy awkwardly inviting herself over to people's houses again. <laughs> always, I will always invite myself over, especially if we're having something called frosted chicken. Are oh you kidding? Gosh. I am in a hundred and ten percent. Because I said earlier that I really like. Fried chicken for yeah. my comfort food. And then when she said frosted chicken, I immediately thought that they just put sugar all over I it. I know you did because your brain is weird and not like a normal person <laughs> who eats food. Uh, Jeremy, our good friend Allie said tater tot casserole. <gasps> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That is definitely a good one. Uh, Darren Leonard says cinnamon rolls and chili. Mm-hmm. Did you do that like where you're from? Did they have the cinnamon rolls and chili? We had it for like school lunch. Okay. I don't remember my mom ever making cinnamon rolls when we had chili. I don't make cinnamon rolls when we have chili, but it was a school lunch thing. Another good Iowa comfort food is the mashed potatoes, but then you put the chicken and noodles on top of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, Amy says homemade macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Of course. Meatloaf, Carrie Wolf says. Oh, meatloaf and mashed potatoes or tuna noodle casserole. I need to make both of those things. Those yeah. things sound delicious. It's pot been a while. Roast, pot roast from Charles Paget. Mm-hmm. I, there is also something to be said about coming home and there being like a pot roast or something in a crock pot. Uh-huh. That also just screams cold weather to me because I just I remember coming home from school and there being like a pot roast in the crock pot and the whole house just smelling like that. I don't know why, but you just you're just bundled up, and that's just such a good smell. The only difference was is that that pot roast that was cooking was murdered earlier in the day. Well, um, we don't need to know <laughs> where it came from. <laughs> it was either salt or pepper or Neapolitan. Those were our three cows that were at back. It just depended on which one you didn't see when you got home. 
93.3 KIOA. Where do you think pot roast comes from? <laughs> Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Jeremy, I guarantee you when you got up this morning, this is not a question you th- would thought you would be asked. That happens every day here. <laughs> so bring it. This all has to do with doors. Okay. <laughs> I right? know how they work. Uh, this is a real scientific poll that was done with real people here in the U.S. of A. Okay. Scientists asked 6,000 Americans what they would do if a door did not say whether to push or pull. I just did this. Did you really? <laughs> At the hotel last week, remember? Uh, No, I don't remember this. I, I missed out on you, like... Mistaking how to open a door? I didn't open the door because it said I couldn't open the door, even though the door did open. You got duped by a sign. <laughs> you got a, a sign that said, please use other door. <laughs> and they meant the door it was actually on. Whatever. So apparently... I'm confused by doors. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Men are more likely to push a door first. And women are more likely to pull. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Now, I feel like this isn't that hard because if they don't tell you on the door what to do, and I will freely admit that at 46 years old, I still look for the instructions on the door. (laughs) But if they don't tell you what to do, then I just look at the hardware because you can tell they got one of those big bars across it that you, you know, like when you slap it, it makes a slapping noise. Not always. Not always. Those don't pull. They sometimes do. Where where are you going that the the slappy door thing like pulls? Sometimes they have bars that go across. Okay. Although I'll tell you the ones that confuse me, and I can tell you right now, it's my dentist's office. Okay. If anybody else goes to Dental Associates over there on uh, Westtown Parkway, it's right behind the Red Lobster. If you need to find Luke's dentist, that's <laughs> yes. where you need to go. They're, the door that they have, it has like regular like C handles. Uh-huh. You know, just the right C handles. It looks like a C. That's what I'm it's trying to it make. It has easy. handles. Yes. They have the same ones on the inside and the outside, but the door only goes one way. So you have to remember when you're coming in, you pull, but when you leave, you push. But you does sh- it say pull and or push on each side? No, it doesn't. They See? Don't have- so this is exactly what we're talking about. And every time, every time, I've been going wrong. to this dentist for 10 years. Every time I pull that door and I and I'm like, well, crap, I'm locked in. And then I remember, oh, duh, I have to grab the handle and push it. Hold on. Hold on. Anytime you push and or pull a door and it doesn't open, (laughs) you immediately think that you've been kidnapped. (laughs) Not every time. Most of the time. (laughs) And it's only for like half a second. (laughs) Why? Why? Why do you think, oh my God, my dentist never wants me it's not that I did, but don't want to believe. I just thought maybe we're in lockdown or something. What? What? Why is that the first thing that goes through your head? Not, oh, the door, I need to push it the other way. It's, oh, my God, I've been kidnapped. Look, it takes longer for me to say the thought than how oh long God, the thought I'm lasts crying. in my head. Crying. The fact that you have a moment of sheer panic that you have been kidnapped. No. It just makes me happy. Again, it lasts like half a second. It doesn't matter. You have it. And then I go, oh, wait, I should try pushing. 
most people just go straight to the, oh, wait, I should be pushing, not the, oh, my God, I've been kidnapped. Wait a second. Now let me push. Like, you immediately go to kidnapping. I think a the lot of different. that you think your dentist loves you so much that they never want you to leave. They are asking me to smile a lot. Says something. There's more fun on the way. We want to know how much you remember about the 80s and the 90s. Wow. It's time to play Beat Luker Journey. We've got hairball tickets up for grabs. 515-244-4933. If you know the 80s and the 90s and you want to test how well you remember against one of us, just just stop. (laughs) And if we really like you, we'll lock the door. (laughs) And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. If you're looking for a great Valentine's Day gift idea, because believe me, it'll be here before you know it. Yes, yes, it will. I think Jeremy has found the perfect one. Well, and At I least was, for the fellas. I was thinking that I might get this for Aaron, but now we're going to ruin it, so I'm going to have to find something else. Um, manly... Was it? Oh, this is a different one. Sorry. I'm on a different one now. Mancrates.com is a thing as well, apparently. Yeah, I know. Manly Man Company. No, you look, don't don't put me in a man (gasps) crate because I'm already having enough trouble with doors. Oh, you couldn't go in a man crate if you tried. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't fit in a man crate for many reasons. Many reasons. (laughs) But now I was on my Facebook page and I got this ad um, for manlymanco.com. The best place to get your man's Valentine's Day gifts. <laughs> it's all meat. <laughs> <laughs> it is jerkies. They have a beef jerky flower bouquet. Oh, my gosh. They've literally made like little daisies out of beef jerky and attached them to beef sticks <laughs> and put them in a mug, like a glass mug. Like a, like you drink beer like out of. Like a beer frosty mug. Yeah. And... It can be your man's perfect Valentine's Day gift for $69. That's expensive for jerky. Jerky's expensive. Is it? Yes. I only ever buy Slim Jims or something like when I'm on a road trip, and that's like once every two years. Yeah, no. If that doesn't float your boat, how about Meat Hearts? (laughs) They're little heart-shaped pieces of beef jerky that they have laser-etched sayings on, like, meet me. M E A T. Get it? Got mm-hmm. it. Got it. Uh, beef mine. <laughs> beef mine. Uh, kiss me, obviously, is on there. They'll even get naughty with it, and some of them say spicy. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at this website, too. Again, it's manlymanco.com. Yeah. They have ammo can gift baskets. Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck they have yeah. ta- tactical Christmas gifts. That's funny. The tactical stocking that may be That's on funny. my Christmas list. For Ooh, next they have bacon scented gift wrap. Would you enjoy that? I mean, yeah. Would sure. you enjoy any of the things? On this of course, website? I would. Really? I mean, look, I'm a man. I'm you manly. Are. You, I like meat. You, you you do like a good meat stick. Yeah, that is for sure. And. Yeah. And and I'm not I, buying you anything from this website. No, no, you you skipped over one of the. You were agreeing with me on things, but then you skipped over one. What? There's nothing I'm a, else. I'm a man. You are yes. I'm manly. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Dang it. Don't don't be trying to put words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I said you liked a good meat stick. That's different. That is different. 
There's no way I'm buying you a gift from Manly Man Company. <laughs> they, don't have, they don't have any Kelly Clarkson posters or Lego sets or Disney curated meats. I feel like I'm just growing this chest hair out for no reason. The one that you have? 